Everybody, it is Thursday. It is um, seven o'clock Central Time where I live, um, or eight o'clock if you live on the East Coast. So weird, but thank you for joining me tonight on the stack. As always, I have tonight the Golden Grappler, Mr. Travis Huckabee, and you can see him. I don't know, like pretty much everywhere, but um, most recently, um, I know he's been on Beyond, Pro Wrestling Grind, Limitless Pizza Party, and I believe Paradigm. Um, just to name a handful of places you can find him on IWTV. So please welcome Mr. Travis Huckabee. Oh, thank, thank you so you. much for having me. I'm glad we got to make this work. Thank you for being so awesome and flexible. Last night was really not the night for me. Um, so I'm really excited to have you. I've been really excited to interview you. I think I set this up like over a month ago. <laughs> so I'm really excited about it. <laughs> so we're just going to dive right in. What was a young Travis Huckabee like? Yeesh. Uh, God. I, I'm, I'm trying to jump around and figure out which age would be the most interesting. Um, I don't know. I, uh, my first, uh, I don't know why my first thought was like me in, uh, me in high school. I was, I was some kind of cross between a nerd and a jock, uh, if you could imagine that. Uh, I would, I would carry all of my bags just in my book bag, so that I wouldn't have to go, like, back and forth from my locker to my class. So I would just go to my classroom, and my bag would be heavy as all get out. But I would be there early. I would just sit at my desk. And I don't know if they still have them. They probably do. But uh, on my smart calculator or whatever, 
I a friend of mine set it up so that I could play like Tetris and like a couple levels of Mario. So I would be that kid who would show up early to class, sit at my desk and just play Tetris on my calculator uh, between classes. But also I was on the wrestling team and I, you know, um, my senior year, I started getting a whole lot more interested in exercising and working out and things like that. So really weird mix up. Like I'm from a really small town in the middle of nowhere, but like our wrestling team was not like the, they were kind of more than nerdy guys too. Like our basketball team were kind of more of like the stereotypical jocks. And our wrestling team was like a little bit more like nuanced. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Oh my God. Our wrestling team was terrible. (laughs) Oh, those were some long meets. Man, like wrestling meet Saturdays were like full day of sitting around for the most part. (laughs) We had some rough, some rough uh, meets too. It was like, for anyone who understands how scoring in wrestling works, we had days that were like, ah, oh man, how bad did that score get? It was something like 72 to 6. Yep. Um, for, I was. For, sorry, I was going to say, for any uninitiated, uh, Amateur wrestling, at least, you know, when I was doing it, uh, it was broken down into weight classes, you know, 112, 117, 125, so on and so forth. Uh, And the score for the team would be determined based on the decision of each each individual match. So I think, like, uh, if you win by a few number, like a few points, you get like three points if you win by a lot of points you win by like four a pin is like six so we would have like one or two guys who would win and then just blown out in the opposite direction i was like a team manager for our wrestling team in high school so i understand (laughs) (laughs) oh goodness we had a lot of opens so it's just like have your points. <laughs> the the, ma- the managers were always the best too. It was like they they're just sitting at the desk, and it's like, yep, yeah. all right, yep, you're who you say you are. Okay, I'm gonna sit here for the next hour. My my job was to like uh, like video the matches so that they could do like tape study later. But also, this was in 2003 mm-hmm. and 2002 because I'm old. So I had like the big honking camera. Mm. <laughs> and it was long days. <laughs> so it wasn't one of those like. No, no, it wasn't, it wasn't quite like that. Like, yeah, they have to crank, but it was, it was hefty. <laughs> the little shoulder number. All I think of with that crank camera is, uh, what was that, 2000? 2006, I think it was, King Kong, Jack Black's character, who was just always cranking that thing. <laughs> I think it was 2006. That sounds... 2005, 2006. Accurate. <laughs> so, how did you 
decide to pursue like professional wrestling? Uh, so I was a fan from a younger age. Uh, I remember my older brothers would watch it. You know, I remember it. I don't remember too much of it. I think my first actual memory, um, I've told this to people before. Uh, I remember seeing Rey Mysterio do a 619 and I thought that was the coolest thing in the world. Um, and I remember, I don't know why I remember this, but John Cena's debut, that was very early in when I started actively watching. Um, I watched that for a bit and then my brother started taking me to independent shows. Uh, so Chikara, Ring of Honor, couple other local ones and then after a while like I just became so drawn into it I was getting towards the end of high school I was like I want to do this it's like no no go to college whatever it's like fine I'm gonna go to college but immediately not immediately a little while after I graduate opportunity comes up where uh, I'm able to start training and I've just been doing that since. Nice. So what is something that you learned while training that you still apply to your matches today? Oh, man. I think I always try to do at least one thing differently. Uh, I think in all of my matches, at least in recent memory, I try to do one new thing. Um, I don't know. I don't know if that's the best example, but that's the first one that comes to mind. And that's Sorry. just that's just uh, one of those things that help keep things interesting, giving me the opportunity to experiment, uh, experiment, play around, see something I like, see things that don't work, stuff like that. Okay. So who has had the most influence on you both like in the ring or out of the ring? Hmm. Man, I feel like I should have done my homework. <laughs> Sorry. Ah, <laughs> uh, you're good. Um, as far as people who have trained me and done all of that, uh, Fire Ant, I spent a lot of time training underneath him. Uh, there was a point in time Drew Gulag gave me a lot of give me a lot of attention and there were a lot of things that I had taken up from him. Uh, there's so many people I can give credit to. Um, recently, uh, world famous CB, uh, how a wicked is a ginormous wealth of knowledge. Um, my goodness. It's really tough to think of one specific person. If it's many people, that's okay. <laughs> I'm not going to hold you to just one person. 
Yeah, it's it's a lot of people that I've been fortunate enough to work with. Um, I feel like anytime I am on a road trip with Matt Mikowski for one thing or another, uh, either just hearing the way that he thinks of things or the conversations that we have kind of force me to think of things in different ways. Um, that's That's been someone who at least recently has kind of challenged the way I, I've been thinking, kind of forced me to adapt one way or another. So what has, what would you say has been your greatest achievement in wrestling? And that can be like a title or if you had like a really good match or like some like feud you had with a specific opponent, like whatever that means to you. Uh, for the longest time, all I wanted to do was I wanted to debut. I wanted to become a wrestler. I wanted to specifically wrestle for Chikara which you know was one of the first companies that i really clung on to so being able to do that uh winning the campeonato de parejas uh technically twice that was a really cool thing um when i was a trainer at the wrestle factory that was something that was very fulfilling getting to see people like abby jane who I was there on our first day. Um, she was one of the first people that I could think of that I could, like, honest to goodness, say, like, this is one of my students. I helped train her. But people like her, Pancakes, there's a few others out there um, who are still, like, still developing a bit. Uh, but a few of them. I was lucky enough to go overseas for King of Trios that one year. Um, I've been dying to go back since. Um, I've gotten to work matches with JTG, Lee Moriarty. Those matches, I still get a lot of comments and uh, I still get a lot of praise and stuff for those kind of matches. I've gotten to work with people that I incredibly respect, like Cole Cabana, um, you know, just the top one off the top of my head. I, I've been so fortunate in so many things that I've gotten to do. Um, even just, I mentioned him earlier, just getting to team up with Matt Mikowski, who is, in my opinion, one of the best wrestlers in North America right now uh, on the independent level. Uh, getting to work with him has been very rewarding, uh, just in the little capacity that we have been. Uh, being prevalent in Blitzkrieg Pro, you know, that's been like a second home for me. In February, I, uh, I think, I don't know if we're main eventing, but I am challenging for the title up there. That's incredibly, uh, I, I don't want to say, I, I'll say exciting. 
um, that still kind of blows my mind, the kind of reception that I've been getting up there. Uh, the fans of Blitzkrieg Pro have been absolutely fantastic, and they've been so kind to me, especially since that JTG match. <laughs> yeah, so, so many things. It's tough to name just one. I mean, that's good, though, that you have a lot of things that have been, you know, positive for you in wrestling. What is the greatest obstacle that you've overcome in wrestling? I don't know if I'd say I've overcome it. I'm still dealing with it, but uh, I've struggled with some mental health issues, a lot of body dysmorphia issues. Ever since I was young, um, probably for as long as I can remember, I've had some kind of thing messing with me. Uh, just kind of pushing forward and trying to keep progressing. I, like I said, I still deal with it, but it's something that I'm that I can push past. Uh, To an extent. Yeah, I understand. Um, I I know like a month or so ago, somebody had posted um, like a tweet about like, I think it was Alex Shelley said something about wrestlers with like who has body dysmorphia and so many people that I, you know, love their work and respect, mm -hmm. like was like, yep. And I was just like, it was so sad for me. <laughs> I was like, but no, I love you people. <laughs> I I love that in the build to their match. He and uh, Anthony Henry had like something going on. The match ended up not happening, but uh, Anthony Henry, someone who his work, I I have the utmost respect for him. Uh, I I'm such a fan of his. Uh, but just the two of them talking like. I think Shelly was trying to cut weight. Anthony Henry was trying to gain weight. Both of them were struggling with it and kind of being very transparent about it. Uh, I have so much respect for those two guys for that alone, if nothing else. <clears throat> I, I like, I guess, that we're at a point where you can be open and transparent about these things and receive, you know, 99% positive and like support from, you know, not just your peers, but from everyone. Like yeah. I didn't see too many like people just being assholes about it. Yeah. As, as small as the scope may seem, even just being able to talk about some of these things and normalize them, you know, I think that's beneficial for a lot of people. Yeah, just to know that you're not alone. Like, sometimes, yeah. like, for me, like, that's nice for me to know, too. Like, yeah. It's, the world's <laughs> not as, uh, the world's not as big, or, or I guess not as small, or I guess not as big as you think it is. Yeah. So, moving right along. <laughs> If you could go back and wrestle yourself as your first match or go forward in time and wrestle yourself five years from now, which would you pick and why? 
wrestle against myself. Mm -hmm. Oh man. I could imagine how the match against myself would be. And I would imagine that I would be probably overwhelmed with all the stuff going on. I would probably want to, I would probably want to wrestle myself five years from now. Yeah, that's the. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I would probably want to wrestle uh, myself five years from now. I think that would just be a better opportunity for me to learn. Not that I was thick skulled or anything when I was younger, but I don't think I would have appreciated the things I could have learned as much as I think modern self would. That makes sense. If you had an action figure of yourself, but it was one of the ones that like could have like phrases, what phrases would you want it to say, and what accessories would you want it to come with? Um, is this my hero academia? <laughs> uh, some some variation on get hooked. Um. Maybe Huck you and the horse you rode in on. There might be one other one in there. Uh, As far as accessories. Hmm. Trying to think of which. Which version of. Travis Huckabee. I've had a few different looks. Uh, probably a mini towel. Uh, I don't know. Would I want that satin jacket? See, my mind immediately went to the satin jacket. Yeah. I, here's the thing. I really like, um, my current look. probably the satin jacket i i uh i was dressed to the nines at um grind the other day and i had like everything there i had the jacket i had the t-shirt i had my mini towel my hat all of that so just get all that so i have to ask um how did is this my hero academia start like how did that become a thing? <laughs> um, I recognize that I don't always have the best Twitter presence. Um, so I started, um, I started doing things just to entertain myself. So, um, I forget how it even started with it, but you know, it's just, I'm going to find out what my hero academia is. 
I see a lot of people posting about anime and stuff. Just gonna figure out. See, if I could figure out what My Hero Academia is, then that's one specific thing. Then, like, okay, now there's only, you know, 99,999 other things to learn about. I'll do things one at a time. I'll learn what is My Hero Academia, and then I'll move on from there. Uh, and, you know, anime fans are very understanding and, like, accepting when you get something wrong and, like, confuse their favorite animes for something else. Very been, normal reactions. Very well adjusted. That. Very calm, cool, and collected. Yeah, not acting in outrage at all. No, they've been... I have not gotten any threats of physical violence. I've never seen one. No, no. Like, people like Akira have been very understanding. Akira, Chase Holiday. Oh, man, there's a few out there. Aspen the Mermaid. They seem like understanding people. I can see where you would feel that way. Yes. Especially when it comes to something so important to everyone's lives like anime. yeah yeah no nothing but nothing but patience and understanding really what more do you need i don't watch anime it's i honestly i think it's kind of creepy you know any <laughs> any japanese cartoon like you know it's either my hero academia or it's not <laughs> i guess like when i was Younger, I did watch Sailor Moon and Hamtaro. That's about as far as I got into anime. I think those count. Just barely. <laughs> uh, so, what? All over the place, so you have to drive. You don't teleport, even though it's 2022 and should absolutely be a thing by now. Um, what is your go-to like road music or do you, do you listen to like podcasts like what do you listen to uh, I, I hear academia back. i tend to bounce back and forth between a few things um anytime i'm riding with matt mikowski we have to play the song snake eater the title track to metal gear solid 3 we have to play that at least once if not several times um is that good for you or not good for you <laughs> no it's good ah it's such a good song uh so that's a specific thing if it's part of the night where you know people are tired and i'm just driving i will either put on a podcast i really enjoy logan black's podcast his year one podcast where interviews a good bunch of my friends about their first year in wrestling. Um, I listened to one Dungeons and Daddies, just a bunch of people role playing as dads in like Dungeons and Dragons esque fantasy world. That sounds hilarious. <laughs> um, I'll put on episodes of Hot Ones, those are always entertaining. Uh, or if I'm playing music, I've got 
depending on the mood, I've got a playlist that's just like, it's Weird Al, they might be giants, epic rap battles of history, um, a bunch of ridiculous things. Like goofy stuff. <laughs> so I grew up on like Weird Al and Dr. Nemeno and things like that. That is what my dad would play in the car whenever he drove us around. That's awesome. <laughs> so, uh, I, I hate to ask, I have to use a restroom. Is that terribly awkward? No, you're fine. <laughs> I appreciate it. I'm not going to keep you here. That would be weird. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be right back. Super. <laughs> a brief intermission for us all. Um, make sure to drop your questions in chat. We will eventually get to them. While I have a minute, let's peruse. I want to say hi there. Hi there. And Henry. Hello, Henry. Thank you for watching tonight on this special Thursday night staff. Oh, I am much bigger. I didn't see the new outlay until right now. Um, Purple Midnight, thanks for hanging out. <laughs> oh, good. Tangra won tonight. Good deal. I was hoping that he would do well. Who did he wrestle? Christopher? Excellent question, Henry. I'll ask when he gets back. I'm so sorry about that. You're okay. Um, I got to catch up on chat and I have a very important question from the chat. Um, what is your favorite species of bear? <laughs> Real ones. Real bears that exist. Are you sure though? Yes. My favorite bear is the kind that is not imaginary. Is it named Bubbles? It's not a species. That is a that is a figment. Bear. That is a, a figment that is an imaginary bear. That is a myth. That is a anti-bear. Um that is it is fake bear. I don't know. I feel like I've heard a lot about it for it being not real. Which makes me think know, it is real. You know, I'm I'm not going to say that you can't believe that there is a bear named Bubbles. What I'm saying is that there's not. You can believe it, but it's not. But how sure are you? A hundred percent. I'm positive. I feel like it's a real bear, though. I feel like it is. I wish I waited to go to the bathroom. 
this would have been much better comedic timing. (laughs) Would you bring the bear out? Do you have the bear? In the bathroom? No! I don't know where you keep your bear. Where would you keep your bear? In a house outside, probably. Well, good thing the bear's not real. I don't have to worry about housing it, or feeding it, or bathing it. Maybe you bathe it in a kiddie pool in your bathroom. Yes, I, I flood the apartment beneath mine by bathing a bear. It's an option. It's an incredibly rude option. If I flooded the apartment beneath mine by bathing a bear in a kiddie pool, I would walk down and apologize personally to the owner of said apartment. <laughs> and probably bring them like a, a tray of muffins or something. It's like, I'm sorry, here, here are some apology muffins. Apology muffins. What kind of Fancy muffin would you go for? Uh, blueberry. Is that is that your favorite kind of muffin? It is definitely a kind of muffin. Truly. Yes. It definitely ranks in my top three muffins. Yeah. That you can have. It's a good, it's a good like standard muffin that most people enjoy. Most people are not allergic to blueberries, so solid choice all around. Yeah, blueberries is a solid muffin. I do agree. Hmm. <laughs> are you thinking about your favorite muffin? Yeah, I am. I'm an apple cinnamon gal myself. Ooh, that's good. Awesome. Choice. My bestie and I, um, my bestie's a chef, um, but she, like, it's like super easy because it's just like apple pie filling and like cinnamon muffin mix. But it's the best because it's they're super like moist and delicious. Plus, you get, like the giant chunks of apple. Yeah. Peak, peak muffinage. Ten to ten would recommend. Hmm. That's definitely a solid muffin right there. Right? I gotta think on that one. Banana nut and chocolate chip are also good options. Chocolate chip is solid. I feel like if you're gonna go for something chocolate chip, there's better options than a muffin. Like, if you want something chocolatey, specifically in a pastry, like, there's better options. Um, I feel like banana is really polarizing. Is banana's just got such a strong flavor to it? Like, I really like banana, just generally speaking. <clears throat> but um, like sometimes if you buy muffins, like banana muffins, it almost tastes like fake banana, yeah. not like real banana. <clears throat> yeah, I might stick with blueberry just because it's. It's, a, it's definitely a solid muffin. Noted. Yeah. <laughs> so moving right into mm-hmm. one of my favorite questions, because I'm a big snack girl, like I'm a Snackosaurus Rex. Um, what is your go-to road snack? Like what are your, like you're on your road trip after wrestling and you stop at a convenience store or whatever, like what are you picking up to take with you? Um, so on my ride home, if it's just me wanting something to munch on, uh, I will get some kind of Reese's something, 
whether it is a fast break or like uh there's like the one that's got like the little like uh Reese's pieces in there it's like a bar that's got them like scattered about um that's solid some kind of something with peanut butter um chocolate and peanut butter and then various other crap um so something there and then like a Mountain Dew because I need caffeine usually, but if I drink something like a rain or a bang at like two in the morning driving home, my heart will explode. So I try to get a little bit of caffeine. Yeah, it needs to keep your heart, you know, mostly. Yeah. Would be. I be detrimental if we didn't so that's fair yeah that's that's my go-to at least for the drive back is it different for a drive there um drive up i try not to eat a lot of crap it's mostly on my drive back drive up i might get like uh what are they called hippies they're like chickpea puffs. Oh. Those are solid. Um, maybe fig bars. Yeah, stuff like that. Nice, nice. Who Random are you? Who are your favorite like road buddies? Like, who do you like to travel with? Um. So I feel like. One of the people I've driven the most with is King Crab. I don't know if it's just with all the Blitzkrieg trips or not, but he's someone I drive with a lot. Um, Mikowski. Uh, Max Zero is absolutely hilarious. Um, he's just so... He's so clever. And everything else. Uh I've gotten to do a few trips with uh, Shay McCoy. I think last Paradigm trip I did, it was me, Max, and Shay. And I think there was a good chunk of it where we were listening to country covers of like old emo songs. Nice. So, so this dude just doing a country cover of Ohio is for Lovers. We put that on the second we crossed over the border into Ohio. Yeah. Solid. Gotta be better than Hawthorne Heights. So, fair. <laughs> I am emo all the way through and through. And Hawthorne Heights is probably one of the worst bands I've ever seen live. And I've seen them live like five times. Who, so, who was the best? The best band I've ever seen live? Yes. Or the best emo band I've ever seen live? say emo band hmm. taking back sunday was really good when i saw them um best band i've ever seen live in general was probably Goko bordello they okay. like put on a whole show if you get to see them i would recommend it if you like that kind of music oh I, I i i listened to them a few years back um it i imagine it being a lot of fun 
if you, I've seen them twice. If you get a chance to see them, I would recommend it because, like, like I said, they put on like a whole show. It's like it's a whole thing, and it's awesome. It's so much fun. Uh, I've gotten to see a lot of really good bands perform live. Uh, man, some of my favorites. Um, yeah. I've seen Silverstein play a bunch. I saw Chiodos, Drugs. Uh, maybe one of my favorite one of my favorite experiences i was uh my first year ever going to warp tour um i remember i was in the pit for scary kids scaring kids and the rain just started pouring down so me my first time in the pit and there's rain and the music it was like that was so cool so i never did warp tour because i just don't need very well and because i'm from the middle of nowhere and so it's like a six-hour drive to go to work today. Um, but I was very fortunate in my early 20s to see a lot of bands really early. Um, I saw Chiodos in 2005 in like a Knights of Columbus Hall in a town of like 400 people. And I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> like uh, I saw sorry. Day to Remember there too. So Oh, nice. Uh, I've seen... I've seen Bring Me the Horizon a bunch of times thinking about it. Have you never seen them? Oh, they're pretty good. Um, sorry. Oh. Uh, sidetracked story. I think you'll appreciate it. Um, Let's go. A few years back, I got to go up with War uh, with Beyond Wrestling. Not Beyond. It was Blitzkrieg. They had a show at Warp Tour that was happening in uh, Connecticut which like Hartford maybe uh it was the last year that Warp Tour was even a thing but driving up it was me CC Boost and Orange Cassidy and just the whole drive up uh this is a few years that I've been removed from going to concerts or whatever the whole drive up Orange Cassidy's just sitting in the I think he was sitting in the front seat it was like Oh, who's going to be there? Yeah, I want to see 303. That's the only band I know here. I want to see 303. Oh. <laughs> so we we do our we do our show, we do all of that. And then we're walking around. This is like the hottest day of the summer. Uh I stayed in my trunks because it was just it was so sweltering hot. I had my trunks and my boots. I had like a tank top on. Uh, so I remember that being so hot. You're either standing in the direct sunlight where you at least get a breeze or you're like sitting under our tent that's like sectioned off so that we would have privacy. But the air is just stagnant. But yeah, we're walking around. We're like all in our gear. And we go and watch 303. We're like standing in the little VIP, like sectioned off square of grass. So somewhere there's a picture of me, CC Boost, Logan Easton LaRoe, and Orange Cassidy just standing on the grass at Warped Tour watching 303. You know, if I was going to go to Warp Tour, um, 303, not the band I would pick to go watch. Probably going to pick any other band, really. 
That was the only band he had ever heard of that was there. It's so weird to me, but okay. <laughs> That's your your white whale band. Go for it, I guess. I don't know. Tell you. It was strictly <laughs> because that was the only band he had ever heard of that was there. Out of the like dozens of bands that are on Warp Tour. You know, I imagine he would just walk around and just like, is this 303? <laughs> yes, it's all 303. <laughs> and I'm sure everyone would be really patient and understanding about it. Yeah, too. just like anime fans. Right? <laughs> so what is your favorite move to take and what is your favorite move to give? Uh, Sunny Defarge does a move called Fever Dream. I, I don't even know how I would describe it. He, like, catches you sideways and spins you out, and you end up landing like a bulldog. Uh, and for whatever reason, I'm, like, the best person to take that move. Um, that one's fun. Uh, I like taking the black hole slam from Big Calyx. He's just so goddamn big. He, he I, so much. I have never seen him in person, so I'll have to take your word for it. But he does so goddamn big. Uh, you just you just spin and you swing and you swing and it's all fun until the landing. Uh, <laughs> like we oh shit <laughs> uh favorite move to give um hmm either my rebounds European uppercut or when I'm able to catch someone for get hucked, my little side cradle spin out into a cutter thing. Uh, or maybe, I think it's some kind of variation from that side cradle I do, whether it's into the cutter, whether it's onto a knee, or I just dump them straight back, like that time I murdered Abby Jane. Uh, <laughs> those are always fun. If you could create your own title, what would it be for and how would it be defended? What stipulations would you put with it? I thought of something really dumb, but I might. Go for it. Do it. I, 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 I was going to say the ultimate bear fighting championship. Because oh, you like bears. No, nah, I could probably think of something better than that. No, we're going with that. Would you have <laughs> to? Would you have to fight a bear to get the title? That is, that is how the first champion is crowned. Um, I imagine it would be something. Uh, I I'm feel like I already know the answer to this before I even ask. Are you at all familiar with 
what is it, Scottish backhold wrestling? No. I promise you that is a thing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it is. So. Is um, it My Hero Academia? No. Are you familiar at all with vintage arcade games? Kind of? Think like Street Fighter. Like, okay. Uh, that I can get. Um, it's wrestling, so but there's Street a Fighter? Spin -off. What's up? It's wrestling, but Street Fighter? I swear I'm getting to this. Okay. Um, I'll, let, I'll let you take me on the journey. So there's like a spinoff of Street Fighter. Um, it's like Streets of Rage or whatever. One of the characters there, his name is Mike Hagar. He is like the mayor, but also like a professional wrestler. And his fighting style is, it's either Cornish backhold or Scottish backhold wrestling, which I swear is a real thing. So that's how I found out about it through this character specifically. So I looked it up. Um, it is this type of wrestling where it's you and another person. Uh, you so you're standing like chest to chest with the other person and you lock your hands behind their back. So one arm goes over, one arm goes under. Uh, you've got, I don't know, like 15 seconds to get your grip. Um, the goal of the goal of it is to be the first person to like knock your opponent down. Um, but you also have to maintain this grip the entire time. Uh, so any person who touches the ground, any part of your body other than the soles of your feet, uh, whoever touches the ground first loses. So whether it's your back, your knee or anything. So the whole goal is to kind of pull your person off of their feet. So imagine it's very much like you're bear hugging the other person and you're just trying mm -hmm. to throw them around. So yeah, the ultimate bear fighting championship uh, contested under Scottish backhold wrestling rules. Nice. And you have to win it by, you know, bear hugging a bear and throwing them to the ground. Yeah. I don't know what else you would do. It would have to be a bear. Yeah. That is how Literally. the first is crowned. And the title the title championship belt will be made out of the defeated bear. That is where you get so the leather. So it's like a fur belt? No, that's where you get the leather. Oh. I thought it would the be like, like the belt. Like the bear skin and it would just be furry. Yes. Yes, it would be the bear skin would make up the leather of the belt. But you'd have to, like, in my mind, you would have to keep the fur on it. So it would be furry. Like, you would want it to be furry. I mean, like, the side straps and everything. But you yeah. got to have, like, the, like, title plaque. Yeah. But, like, this, yeah, but, like, the rest <clears throat> of it would be furry. Um, that, that could, we could, we could workshop it. So you don't believe in the furry belt. It would set it apart from other belts. That's true. I've never seen a furry belt. Yeah, I, I don't want to get too much in the furry territory. I I will keep my distance from that. 
Fair enough. I'll put that away then. <laughs> we'll, we'll think tech it. All right, we'll move on. Um, so what is the wrestling word that you use most outside of wrestling? Like, what word do you catch yourself using? Gimmick. <laughs> you and everybody else. <laughs> um, gimmick, shoot, heel, kayfabe. <laughs> the, there's so many times I have to explain what some of these words mean to people. I've had, uh, I've had partners where I've had to explain, like, what I mean when I say shoot work. <laughs> yeah, no, I get that. <laughs> Do you have any hidden talents? Um, I draw portraits. Uh, I don't know if that's really hidden. I think some people have seen them. Um, yeah, whenever, whenever the mood strikes, um, I would draw portraits of some of my friends. Um, I did a promo, uh, a while back where I had spent like three hours drawing a picture of Becca just to set it on fire. Um, for, for example. Oh, nice. You're very good. Uh, I, I don't know if that's a really hidden talent. I, I'll show I didn't know about it. Every once in a while. Uh, nice. Uh, my my main sketchbook is in the other room but yeah well i didn't know about it so it was hidden to me and that works <laughs> so um on the road a lot all over the place with people that are hilarious um in addition to yourself who is also very funny um there's got to be like at least one really good travel story either something like really funny or like <laughs> you know now you have one in mind <laughs> you can like censor names if you need to yeah um because i don't want to embarrass anybody no i don't think there's anyone that really needs to be embarrassed by it um i think it was last year is when gcw had that fight forever thing yes so that was on a Saturday, I think. Camp Wee Frog had the match. So I was, so I wrestled on that. And then later that day, I drove up with, uh, again, at the time, he was Hermit Crab and Masha Slamovich uh, up to Maine to shoot uh, some stuff for Season of the Road at Limitless. So we, all right, I might censor her name. Uh, so we, I think we need to wait for Masha to have another match, whatever. So we head up there. We end up staying with someone and I think we get in at about midnight, 1230. 
um, Saturday night, Sunday morning. Uh, we get to the house of the person that we're staying with. So we pull up on the street, like everything's frozen because it's Maine and like, I don't know, January, whatever time it was. So I text the guy. It was like, hey, I think we're here. He was like, yeah, you can come in. So you're not, you're not going to like come out to us? Like, what if we have the wrong house? So the three of us walk up, just, you know, open the dude's front door, just see him sitting on the couch eating pizza, watching like an old Royal Rumble match. It's like, okay. Um... So there's like a inflatable mattress, like on the floor of the living room. There's a bedroom with like two kids beds that I guess we could smush together. Someone could sleep on that. Then there was another room with like a queen size mattress. So I take the queen because I had been, I drove like, I think that entire way up. Um, Masha was sleeping on the two kids beds smushed up against each other and crab was sleeping on the air mattress um uh, like as i'm settling in a friend of mine like facetimes me you know this that's a long story that whatever doesn't don't need to go into detail on that oh, okay. she was having she was having a rough night um i guess the guy that we were staying with he was up for like the next couple hours just watching Royal Rumble matches. So I guess Crab didn't really get a lot of sleep that night. Aww. Anyway, we uh, the following day, I think I wrestled three matches. I had a match with Masha. I had a match with Love Doug. And then a tag match with Crab against Waves and Curls. Um. I think we finish up there. It's dark at this point. I'm not sure what time it was, but the three of us start driving back home. And like, as we're leaving, I get a text from my mom, you know, down in New Jersey. It was like, hey, this blizzard that they said was gonna come in, it started snowing here. Like, just be careful. It's like, sure thing, Ma. So we're driving down Maine, no problem. Massachusetts, no problem. Second, we hit Connecticut. I cannot go above like 30 miles an hour. Oh, the snow was awful. So uh, <clears throat> I was driving. Masha was in the front seat. I didn't realize until weeks after. She was pretty sure that she was still concussed from a previous match that she had before that weekend even started. Oh, wow. Um, she's in the front seat. Crab is in the back, who's just, he's like dead because he had gotten no sleep the night before, whatever. So I'm driving there. I was like, thank goodness I feel good. Because yeah. Masha, can't, Masha can't drive. Crab's in no condition to drive. Um, we're driving down. We pull up on like an accident. And when I say we pull up on an accident, we're legitimately like the first pe the first people who pull up on it. There's like a car on the side of the road, a cop car, then there's us. Um, 
I see the cop car in front of me. I stay about, you know, 30, 40 feet back. It was like, I'm going to be, I'm going to get plenty of space, like whatever, I'm, whatever. I'm going to stay back here. But the guy in the car just waves us forward. Okay. So I pull up and then I'm stuck there. It's like cop car here, ambulances on the other thing. There's like another cop car behind me, another ambulance. So it's just us pinned literally in the middle of this, of this whole conundrum, all these flashing lights around us. Meanwhile, concussed Masha is in the front seat, like freaking out from all the lights and everything. Oh. Um, we're stuck there for like 30, 40 minutes before we can start moving again. And for the rest of the drive, it's just like, I see a rest stop. It's like, I'm feeling good. Let's, let's let it ride. I got gas. Let's let it ride. I somehow managed to make it back to Jersey without killing the three of us. Oof. But just me driving back from Maine in a blizzard um what should have been i want to say like a seven hour drive turned into closer to 10. But yeah i'm from the midwest and i live where it snows i hate <gasps> hate driving in the snow hate it hate it i would never be able to do that i'd be like oh it, it's it's more than just a little little bit of a flurry like we're staying somewhere because i'm not going anywhere in this shit i i i don't want to see you i'm not even sure why i was so dead set on getting us back there it's like no we're not gonna stay at a random hotel in like connecticut f that we're gonna like meanwhile the whole time i'm just being bitter there's like people want to make fun of new jersey and like, <laughs> like at least we know how to pave our road when it snows. Like stupid Connecticut. I hate you. You were just driving out of spite of Connecticut. Oh, there was probably a good bit of spite involved in that drive. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to do this. I'm not going to kill us out of spite. Because <laughs> I'm not fucking dying in Connecticut. Tell you oh what. my God. I would be so mad if I died in Connecticut. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you made it. I'm glad you didn't die in Connecticut. That would yeah, be awful. On so many levels. Um, just have a couple more questions, and we'll go to Christopher for the lightning round questions from chat, and then we'll wrap up. Um, so this is a shout out to Twitter Spaces. I know I've seen you Twitter Spaces before, so you know how they can sometimes be. But um, that's where I took the question from. So. What is the biggest animal you could take in a fight with just your hands, no weapons? I think I know the answer to this, but I do want to ask. Hmm. I feel like you know you you know what the easy answer is, so I must yeah. feel like I gotta go. Hmm. I think a bear sitting on top of another bear's shoulders. Double bears. 
Yes, double bear. Ooh. Any particular species of bear? Um, I think a grizzly bear sitting on top of a black bear's shoulders. Very specific. I like that you went with two different bears. Yeah. Get the get the best of both bears. That's fair. Yeah, no, makes sense. Yeah, I I believe you could take that for sure. No problem. Yeah, yeah. That's how I'm gonna get my title belt. Yeah, right? <clears throat> the bear belt. Yeah, let's go. Um <laughs> How do you take your pancakes? So, like, what type of pancakes do you like? What accoutrements? Man, I made pancakes the other day, too. It's funny. Uh, I'm doused in syrup. <laughs> I'm not huge on butter on my pancakes. Me neither. But, but I'll douse them. I'm really glad you didn't say waffles. I've had people try to waffle me on that, and I'm like, it's not the question I asked you now, is it? Yeah. That, that's, <laughs> that, yeah. Like, why would you do that? I, I could appreciate it. I could appreciate a good waffle, but, like, it, it's so messy and so much work if you're making them yourself. Waffles... Like, unless you just buy, like, an Eggo waffle, yawn. But, like, if you're going to home make yourself a waffle, you have to have a special piece of equipment to do it. You yeah, can't make a waffle like without a waffle iron. Yeah. I, I used to work at a college, and uh, they had, like, a waffle maker there. And it's like you fill up the thing, and, and it's always dripping down the sides. It's just a mess. Right? Pancakes? You just need a pan and a heat source. Right? Waffle yes. iron? Get wrecked. Get hucked if you will. Yeah. <laughs> That's how um, you do it. Got this. Um, so I'm gonna take you on like a little mental journey. So like I just want you to go with me. So like just participate. So pretend that you're you're hungry. Um, you go to the store and you want something sweet and you're kind of cruising the aisles and you kind of wind down like the aisle where all the cookies are and you're like dope i love cookies and you're looking at the cookies and you're like i want to go with america's favorite cookie which which is the oreo so you go to the section where the oreos are and there's like all kinds of like flippy like flavors and stuff now but you're like no 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 i just want like a chocolate cookie with some you know white cream like just regular kind of oreo but like there's still choices right because you can get like the thin oreos or you can get just like your regular Oreo, or you can get like a double stuffed Oreo. So like, uh, which which Oreo are you picking? I go with the double stuff. Not not like not like the triple stuff because that's too much. But like, give me a solid double stuffed. So that is the unofficial correct answer to the question. So congratulations. <laughs> I did study for this. <laughs> no. <laughs> Oh, gotcha. I was like, you left me for a second. Uh, I, I, got got a, I got the low power notification. Oh, no, so we're almost Sorry. done. So it's good. Um, speaking of that, moving on. Christopher, lightning round. Uh, we have questions from chat real quick. If we could blow through okay. those. It depends on if yeah. Travis has time. Yeah, I'm good. All right. I will try to go quickly here. Um, 
So Lucha Freddy was hanging out in the chat. He just wants to say, I cannot wait to see you back in Toronto, Travis. I miss you. Oh, I, I love that, man. That's a, such a charming, handsome, sweet man. I wanted to make sure you got that message. Uh, Boo oh, Nanners geez. hanging out in the chat. Uh, wants to know oh, what a... flavor syrup for your pancakes. Ooh. Um, the first one that comes to mind is like going to IHOP. They've got like those four different ones there. I just the old fashioned. Whose uh, answer was all of them until your teeth hurt? Um, if I'm having like, if I'm really getting like a cheat day, maybe. The berry ones are good as blueberry syrup. I think the blueberry and the strawberry you could mix together and that'd be good. Yeah. I can't imagine mixing those two and like the other two. It's like blueberry, strawberry, old-fashioned, and then a fourth one. Is it like butter pecan or something to that effect? Maybe. Yeah. Let's stick old-fashioned. Old school. Like it. Yeah. Like I like a lot of my wrestling. <clears throat> uh, Head Cheese wanted to know, you kind of mentioned some of the uh, music you might listen to on the road. Do you have any favorite songs? Uh, other than Snake Eater? Other than Snake Eater. <laughs> it, oh, man. It all depends on what mood I'm in. Uh, man, I'm blanking out right now. Stuck on Snake Eater. Yeah, just stuck on Snake Eater. Uh... I, I've got a few things. Um, Frank Turner is a personal favorite of mine. Uh, specifically, Love Iron Song is one of my favorite albums. So, like, anything off of there. Uh, if I've got, like, one of my workout playlists. Uh, what is it? Day to Remember. What is it? Homesick? That one? There's a few things on there that are really good. Uh, mentioned Chios earlier. Uh, Wonder Years. You know, uh, Philly bands. Got to meet the, those guys a couple years ago. All really cool guys. Um, that's good. That's, I mean, that's a good bit for somebody who's drawn a blank. Yeah, anything with enough angst, I think. Uh, <laughs> it, it all depends on what mood I'm in. Right on. Uh, so our VIP Vic, uh, he loves he loves gear, and he wants to know how many different sets of gear do you usually bring to a show? I think last show I was on, I brought probably four different sets of trunks. Um. I had my classic gray trunks that I use for most occasions. Got an old set of gear that I haven't worn in at least a year or so um, that had a lot more gold on it. And then I also recently got a pair of like teal, mint, like seafoam green trunks 
I've got that pair and then a pair of like like icy blue. It's like a baby blue kind of color. Um, I've got those two that I like just having uh, just on standby if I'm feeling froggy and tan enough. Do you like see what your opponent's wearing and you're like, mm -mm, I have to wear like a different set of gear? Like, do you coordinate against them almost? Uh, I definitely try to. At Grind, I wore the green. Um, for the first two shows at Grind, I wore the green because with the green and then my gold boots, it matched their color scheme. Uh, so that was a nice little thing. Uh, I will wear white boots on special occasions, or at least matches that are special to me. I, this is going off topic. I really loved it how there were certain people who had very subtle gear things. And I think Ric Flair was a fantastic example of this. Uh, the year he won the Royal Rumble, he had black gear that had uh, his initials in red. And then I think all his Royal Rumble appearances afterwards, he wore like that look. Uh, the black gear, I think it was like black knee pads, black boots, red letters. Um, I think a lot of the big the big losses he had in his career, he wore red trunks. I think when he was in, I want to say when he would go to North Carolina, he would wear like the Carolina blue. There were a lot of little things like that that Flair did that I just really appreciate that I try to, I try to have my subtle little things like that. Yes. That's awesome, and now I'm going to go back and watch all those old Flair things to see those, because I, as you say it, like, I realized, yeah, he did. <laughs> he did do that. Yeah, the Royal Rumble, I noticed recently, I, I was hanging out with a friend of mine, and just as we were killing, or not killing time, but just as we were hanging out, we watched, like, the first Royal Rumble, we watched the one where Flair won, uh, I think, like, uh, what was the other one? Uh, we watched 2020. We watched one of those in like the mid 2000s. We watched like five or six different rumbles. We saw that. But yeah, I think, Flair, I think Flair wears red in one of the big matches with Steamboat. I think he wears it in the match with randy savage where they've got the pictures of miss elizabeth um yeah pay attention to that there's some fun stuff if you're paying attention awesome little yeah awesome little easter eggs that you may have noticed the first time yeah uh purple midnight uh what is your favorite movie Um, it's going to be a weird one. Uh, Stranger Than Fiction. Hmm. Is there any specific reason for that? Uh, if you're not familiar with the movie, 
it stars Will Ferrell, and he's going about his day. He's like an accountant or something, and one day he starts hearing uh, a voice. It's a woman narrating his life, and she makes some comment about, like, little did he know that this something something was going to lead to his death, and, you know, Will Ferrell's character starts having, like, this big crisis like what do you mean i'm gonna die like am i hearing things is this voice real uh and it sort of leads him to changing these things about his himself these things about his life that he didn't like you know uh it was like someone facing the you know, their imminent mortality, you know, finally starting to live their life and a bunch of other, bunch of other stuff in there. They've got a little thing at the, the ending of it. I don't think it's spoilers, but it was like, uh, all these little nuances and small things that you think are only meant to accessorize your life are meant to serve a much greater purpose and like all these things are the things worth living for paraphrasing but Mm -hmm. it's just a message that I general that I really sort of like Uh, definitely a sneaky good movie with a a lot of decent actors in it too yeah was it Emma Emma Thompson I think she's I think she's the author who's narrating um what's his name uh dustin dustin hoffman dustin hoffman's in it yep queen latifah yeah <laughs> uh what's her name uh maggie gyllenhaal yep yeah it's one of those good movies that if you want to sit down and just enjoy a good movie randomly like that you wouldn't expect picking out of a, a lineup it's a good one yeah it's not the i don't think it's the first one that a lot of people think of but I remember when I was younger seeing the commercial, uh, seeing the trailer for it, and like it was really interesting to me. Then I finally watched it and going in and watching it multiple times. Yeah, it's solid, really good pick, really good. All right, uh, another question from Vic, uh, favorite Mountain Dew flavor you mentioned, uh. A little bit of Mountain Dew kick. What's your favorite flavor? Uh, Baja Blast. I, unfortunately, you can't always find it. Uh, if I'm driving home after a show, I'll probably go for Code Red. Cool. Uh, side question from Vic. Are you smarter than the average bear? Next question. Next question. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, last question from the chat. Uh, Ed Cheese wants to know what's your favorite parts of being a pro wrestler? I like a lot of opportunities it's given me. I've mentioned quite a few of them earlier. Um, I don't. It's really tough for me to imagine 
what my life would be like if not for professional wrestling. Um, I've gotten to meet so many fantastic people, uh, gotten to do so many cool things, and it is constantly blowing my mind when I have people come up to me that I've never met before and just talk about how you know they've they watched the match of mine from years ago and you know x y and z and that blows my mind it i guess the people for putting a nice concise answer to it <laughs> well thanks for answering the questions from the chat everybody thanks for asking those questions i have one last question travis are you ready yes for the lightning round oh boy all right so lightning round 10 questions try not to think too hard a lot of either or questions uh don't don't worry yourself the promo's playing right now you'll be fine and if you're not i'm sorry <laughs> we'll see what happens if you're not, all we're right. almost done. So <laughs> we're almost done either way. So yeah, you'll be all right. All right. Lightning round. Here we go. Question one. Texting or talking? Talking. Favorite day of the week. Monday. Question three. How many hours of sleep do you need? More than I get. Uh eight, nine. Question four, invisibility or super strength? Super strength. Next question, would you eat a day-old taco from 7-Eleven? I don't eat meat, no. Yeah. Would you rather be able to speak every language in the world or be able to talk to animals? Speak every language. Question seven, dark chocolate or milk chocolate? It's got to be a special kind of dark chocolate. It can't just be straight up, but dark chocolate. Question eight. On a scale of one to ten. Oh, I'm sorry. As we get to question number eight here, we're getting raided by BMD with 26 Raiders. Uh, oh, so goodness gracious. Welcome, Raiders. I'm going to pause the lightning round. So this is a pause in the lightning. Thanks for joining us. Val, why don't you do the old thank you for raiding. Thank you for raiding. Um, BMD is a great person. Um, I like watching his Twitch. So thank you for sending your viewers our way. We appreciate having them. I'm talking tonight with the Golden Grappler, Mr. Travis Huckabee. We are almost completed, but thank you for showing up. I appreciate having you here. Make sure to follow us here on Twitch and stick around for a little bit while we wrap up. And that way Travis can tell you where to follow him as well. Yeah, Tuscan Raiders. All right. A bunch so, of good buds in the chat. A lot of buds in the chat. Welcome to the chat. Welcome yeah. to the lightning round. Thanks for all those follows. Uh, we'll thank you in a second, but we got to get back to the lightning round. We are on question eight of 10. Travis, on a scale of one to 10, how good of a driver are you? Eight. All right. Question nine. Fill in the blank. Taylor Swift is blank adorable 
And question number 10, is it wrong for a vegetarian to eat animal crackers? <laughs> no. That was the lightning round. Travis, very well done, very concise. Val, back to you. Well, thank you once again, Raiders, for stopping in, giving a follow. Um, BMD, hey man, good to see you. Oh, bloody hell, Reed. Um, right. Reed has a quick question, if you have a quick second. Yeah. Um, did we ask Travis what his favorite match, his favorite match to referee? So what was the favorite match of yours that you refereed? Ooh. I think I refereed a match up in, I think it was up in Canada. It was Mustache Mountain, I want to say, versus. It was either Hype and Rockwell or 3.0. But yeah, it was it was something with Trent Seven and Tyler Bate. And I'm pretty sure it was up in Canada. Nice. Um, I also have a question from uh, Bloody Hell. Um, when is Travis going to be at Open Wrestling? Um, so I was on last week. I was gonna say, uh, was up? Oh, I was just gonna say, it's like I think you were just on there, but yeah, I was on there this past week. Um, I'm definitely trying to get up there again. I'm going to, uh, I'm gonna ride up with. Mikowski for his match with Alex Shelley. Uh, so I'll be around for that. I don't know if I'll be doing too much after that. Uh, if not before then, uh, I will be back up in New England at the end of February. There will be a grind show. I think it's on a Friday, followed by a Blitzkrieg show on a Saturday. I will probably come up for open uh the thursday before those so I have a nice little three-day trip at the end of february nice that is an excellent segue into my next question which is what are your upcoming shows so i feel like you're one... everywhere all the time <laughs> um i'm not sure if i have too much going on until that weekend i mentioned uh but like i said that will be at the end of february a little likely we be doing wrestling open that Thursday, grind that Friday, uh, and then there's that Blitzkrieg show where I will be challenging for the Bedlam City Championship that uh, Saturday. Uh, uh, those are the ones that come to mind. I'm not sure if I have anything going on before then, but all of my stuff will always be up on my Twitter or my Instagram at Travis underscore Huckabee. Uh, you can find out all of my upcoming matches, schedule, bookings, whatever, up on there. And that was an excellent segue into my next question, which is where are you on social media that people can find you other than you just mentioned your Twitter and your Instagram? Do you have like Twitch or Facebook or TikTok or YouTube or OnlyFans? Like, where can people find all of their Travis Huckabee needs? 
So those are the two main ones, uh, Twitter and Instagram. Those are the ones I'm most active on. I have a Travis Huckabee fan page on Facebook. I don't update that a lot. I guess if that's the only way you have of getting in contact with me, you could do that there, I guess. I've got an email that is, I think is linked on my Instagram and Twitter. If anyone's interested uh, in contacting me that way. Uh, no OnlyFans just yet. I mean, you know, it could, but it's up to you. <laughs> I'm never going to force well, anybody to do it, but I always <laughs> want, but I always want to give the option to know that it's okay for you to plug that with me if you want to. I don't want people to feel like, oh no, I can't say that. Like, no, I'm open <laughs> to, to everyone plugging whatever they want to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyone, uh, Sorry, speaking of plugging things, yeah, I'm currently doing a I'm doing a pre-order on a new uh new shirt design. If I get enough of them, I will uh, make them. I'm cutting off the pre-order in probably another week and a half. So if anyone's interested, it is a design I personally really want to do. Uh you could reach out, contact me through either of those social medias I mentioned to be able to do that so we can so I can make these shirts that I want to make. Yeah. Let Travis make the shirts he wants to make. Yeah. Only gonna do it if I get enough signed up. Sign up for the shirt, yeah. Yeah, this is me guilt tripping random <laughs> people. Well, I mean, maybe they're not random. Uh... That's fair. People that are that might already be fans of yours. Like I said, you're like everywhere. The guilt trip will help. If you weren't fans of Travis before, um, you should be now. Um, you can go back and watch this interview wherever, um, on Twitch or it'll be up on YouTube probably tomorrow. Um, Spotify, so you can listen to me if you want to, and you don't have to look at my ugly face, which is fine. Um, oh, what's wrong with that? <laughs> it's a fantastic face. I don't know about all that. So, it's, it's, it, I, I mean, I don't even get to see the other guy's face. I just see a logo. I'm talking to you, Christopher. If that is oh, your real name, if you're getting... even behind, if you're even there. Christopher's getting called out by Travis Huckabee. He just walked away. I bet. He walked away, he went to get a snack or something. Maybe he went and got a fresca. Maybe. Careful, they go right through you. <laughs> well, once again, thank you so much for joining me tonight, Travis. Do follow him on Instagram and Twitter and pre-order his shirt. Um, I like it because it doesn't have, like, I don't like wearing faces on my shirts. And there's a lot of wrestling shirts that have faces on them. So I appreciate a good, like, logo. Personal preference. <laughs> but if so, if you are like me and you like t-shirts with not faces on them, because I believe this is a t-shirt with not face on it, right? It's just like a yellow guy. Right? Yeah, it is. It is a, I saw knock on off, a knock off Red Hot, Red Hot Peppers Peppers logo. Peppers shirt. Yeah. I'm about that. <laughs> 
So go order the t-shirt so that we can all get one. And once again, thank you so much for hanging out with me, Travis, for being so flexible after whatever the debacle was last night. Um, Watching their bears. <laughs> thank you so much. Um, thank you, everybody, for joining us tonight on the special Thursday edition of The Stack. Next week, um, I'll be off, but we have a stacked February to include B. Daniel, Love Doug, and Phil Cardigan. So I'm very excited for February. Oh, Love Doug. Right? <laughs> thank you. So once again, thank you so much, Travis. Thank you so much, chat. Everybody have a good night. Everybody have a good night. <laughs>